Hey friends, and welcome to episode 145 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about your planner, specifically why your planner isn't the silver bullet answer to all of your time management woes. And if you're not a paper planner user, I see you. Maybe paper planners aren't your thing, or you've tried them and they didn't work for you. Whether you're a digital date keeper or you love a pretty paper planner, trust me, there is something in this episode for you. We all know the feeling. We see an ad for a new planner, or we've heard one of our favorite influencers talk about the planner that changed their lives. We think we have to have it because obviously it will fix all the chaos in our lives and help us finally get it together. Of course, if you've ever bought a planner or you've downloaded some new app thinking it would help you get your life together, you know how this story ends. You sit down, you plan everything out, You're using your gorgeous pins and washi tape and stickers and highlighters. And in a couple of weeks, that planner sits on your desk or at the bottom of your tote bag and doesn't get touched again. That's definitely happened to me before. I'm just gonna be honest and tell you that even my pretty planner that I love so much has collected some dust at different points this year. Or maybe instead of a paper planner, you've jumped around from system to system trying to find the best way to digitally organize your life. Maybe you started with Trello, but that didn't work for you, so you switched to Asana. And then you heard about someone who uses ClickUp, or is it Monday.com? And the next thing you know, you've got a trail of half-assembled, messy task management systems because none of them seemed to work for you. As I'm recording this episode, it's October 2022 and we're stepping into new planner season where all the big brands are dropping their collections. So I wanted to make sure that I talk about this before you go out and drop coin on a new planner that you're hoping will just totally change your life. But also don't worry, I am not telling you to throw out your planner and never use one again. That is definitely not what this episode is about. You can still order one if you absolutely want to, and you should if you have a great system for using it. But I am bringing the tough love and telling you that feeling disorganized and like you never have enough time to do anything, it's not going to be solved by a new planner or digital planner, no matter how amazing or beautiful it is. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how buying the perfect planner isn't going to solve all of your problems. You'll hear reasons why your planner might actually be making you more scatterbrained, I'll talk about the benefits of accountability when it comes to planning your life, and I'll share how you can get access to group accountability for plannerless freedom today. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I see you folding laundry, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 145. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. I think that one of the biggest faults of the productivity industry, the office supply industry, the paper goods industry, whatever you want to call it, is that it often tells us that a well-organized, beautifully designed and decorated planner is the end-all be-all of success. And honestly, that couldn't be further from the truth. A well-organized planner is great, but the thing is, if you aren't consistent with the way you use that planner and the routines it helps you create, it's not going to do you much good. So what are some reasons your planner might not be working, no matter how well-organized it is? First of all, maybe you're not using it like a planner. You're using it like a calendar. And yes, there is definitely a difference between a planner and a calendar. Planners provide direction. Calendars provide timing. Planners are a place to create, record, and track your progress on a date-based, deadline-based plan. Calendars are a place to record key dates. Planners help you think through your path to an end goal. Calendars are a place to record things that take place on specific dates. I'd probably sound like a broken record, but think about the word planner itself. It has the word plan in it. Plan is a verb. A planner is a tool meant to help you do something, to take action, to hold your plan and not just a bunch of dates. Now let's look at the word calendar. A calendar is defined as a chart or series of pages showing the days, weeks, and months of a particular year or giving particular seasonal information. And if we go all the way back to the origin of the word calendar, it's derived from the Latin word for account book, as in when money is due. So a record book of deadlines. Are you following me here? A calendar is a place to capture dates. A planner is a tool for planning how you'll spend your time. Here's an example. So let's say you're a business owner and you have a deadline in your business in two weeks. When you use a calendar, all you're going to do is put that deadline in. Maybe it's recording a YouTube video, but a YouTube video isn't something that you can just do real quick. There are lots of steps involved in getting that video together. So instead of writing, post new YouTube video on the date it goes live, you need to plan out when you'll do the steps involved. When will you research the video? When will you script it, record it? When will you edit it and then post it? Same thing with planning a Thanksgiving meal, which is also coming up in a few weeks. If you only put Thanksgiving lunch on your planner, You're using your planner like a calendar, which is totally fine if all you have to do is show up somewhere in stretchy pants and a sweater and load your plate up with mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie before you take a nap. 
But if you're hosting Thanksgiving lunch, you've got to think about all the steps that lead up to opening your door and welcoming in friends and family. When will you set your menu, clean the house, make a grocery list, prep food, set the table, and all of those steps that have to happen before the deadline of lunch. Using your planner as an actual planner means that you're writing down the days you need to complete all of those steps instead of just writing the final product and hoping you'll mentally work backwards and do everything when you're supposed to. Making yourself mentally work backward instead of recording the steps just isn't fair to yourself. You're so likely to forget steps along the way, things will fall through the cracks, you'll feel scatterbrained, and you'll find yourself flustered and burning the rolls again instead of relaxing and watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and enjoying your coffee. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, In all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Okay, so say that you're using your planner like a planner why else might it not be working? Let's talk about the blank spaces in our calendar. White space, margin, whatever you wanna call it. Places in your calendar where stuff isn't written. Empty space. If you have the mindset that having white space is a failure or makes you a failure, so you try and fill in every blank spot you can, that's just going to lead to intense overwhelm. This is where you run into the, I have no time to get anything done. I have no time to relax. Oh yeah, and I have things scheduled in every second of the day. 
Just because your planner has room for everything that you want to write down doesn't mean that you have the time in the day to accomplish everything that you write down in those spaces. This happens a lot for high achievers, and I talk about it in episode 115, so definitely go listen to that episode next. But let's get this straight. White space is not a failure. In fact, white space, margin, empty space, whatever you want to call it, is necessary to give your brain a break and ensure you don't burn out. Your planner is not a game of bingo. Filling in every single space doesn't make you a winner. It makes you burned out and exhausted. And beyond that, filling in a planner just to fill it in will leave you with days worth of activities that aren't actually specific to your needs. Maybe you've read a book about the ideal morning routine. And so you think that's what you need to do in order to be successful. Look, I am all for gathering inspiration. I love to share how I set up my calendar, what I include in my morning routine so that you can take inspiration from it and make it your own. But when you fill your calendar, when you fill your planner with the same daily tasks, routines, or even appointments that everyone else does, and then you beat yourself up for not following through with what is essentially someone else's routine, someone else's to-do list, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want that for you. That might be why copying and pasting what's found in most how to plan courses or books hasn't worked for you. You haven't customized what you've learned to really fit the reality of your life. Instead of playing the copy and paste game, I encourage you to develop a system for planning out your days and weeks that is completely specific to you. It doesn't matter whether it makes sense to Susie down the street or if so-and-so's CEO talked about doing it a different way in his book. What matters is that it makes sense and works for you. If you only sit down once a month to plan out the weeks ahead and you create a loose system, but you get everything done without feeling overwhelmed, that's awesome. That is totally fine. Do that. So this is actually one of the things I talk about in my new group coaching program when I lead my students through my heart method for time management. Time management isn't a one-size-fits-all productivity hack. It's an intentional system that needs to work for an individual first. If you're curious to learn more about my Heart First group coaching program, you can find the link and all the details in the show notes. So how should you be using your planner if you're really committed to having one? So maybe this is going to sound like a lot, but having a weekly planning session is important. And I don't mean that you have to sit down for an hour every single day and look months into the future. Instead, take 30 minutes to an hour out of your Sunday or Saturday or Monday, whenever you can be consistent, to look through your schedule for the week ahead. During this time, you'll mind sweep the important things you need to do that will help you start the week with more calm and less chaos. And also, if you want to dig more into why you need a weekly planning session and how to make it happen, I definitely recommend listening to episode 113. But if you're not using your planner to plan out every second of your day, if that's not the way we're supposed to be doing this, what should we be doing? This is where time blocking will come into major effect. 
Instead of planning out each minute of my day and writing the smallest of tasks down with specific times in my calendar, I'll organize things into buckets. So one of my buckets might be work and another might be cleaning the house. And within those buckets, I'll create a list that I can prioritize according to importance. This way, I don't have a thousand different tasks written down in my planner each day to the point where I can't even read what I've written because the page is covered with so much scribble scrabble. And I also have a system to decide what tasks need to get done first. Time blocking and learning time management skills in general are the absolute best ways to ensure that you stay organized. Honestly, it doesn't matter how clear your planner is, how beautiful it is, how well organized it is, whether you color code or how many stickers you have. If you don't have the time management skills to actually keep yourself to a schedule, it's not going to work. Your planner isn't going to do the work for you. Most importantly, though, you need to find strategies that work for you. And once you do, you need the accountability necessary to keep those strategies up, to be consistent. That's why working with a time management coach is so vital to the success of your time management skills. It goes beyond just teaching you how to use a planner. This is about creating a set of life skills that will allow you to handle any time management problem, curveball, whatever that comes your way without the overwhelm. In fact, I've intentionally designed my group coaching program to do exactly this with you. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Managing a busy schedule can make you feel insanely overloaded if it's not done in the right way. But next time you think about turning to your planner and having another long session of staring at the pages, writing, erasing, writing again, scratching out, and getting frustrated, I want to encourage you to take a step back and examine if this is a problem with your planner or a deeper problem with time management. And instead of a paper planner, if you're constantly getting frustrated with your Asana, ClickUp, Basecamp, or Trello, or whatever it is that you use, and you're convinced that you'll never find the right program, ask yourself the same question. Is this a problem with your task management system? Or is this a deeper problem with time management? The true path to time management success is going to be found in getting support and accountability like you'll find in my group coaching program. What's even greater about group coaching is that you won't have only me to lean on. You'll also be able to lean on other women on the same journey to successful time management, productivity, and work-life balance. You can learn more by visiting the link in the show notes or by going straight to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash group coaching. All right, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.